Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Today on Clit Talk, we explore our fuck sounds, awkward moments as a sex coach, and cracking the code to the most mind-blowing erotic ecstasy. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex ed you wish you got, and then some. Today, we have sex coach and author of the inspirational memoir, Self-Approved. She facilitates people in finding their truth and living it fucking unapologetically. She also studies and is a facilitator of erotic blueprint work. And this is the secret code to creating mind-blowing erotic ecstasy. So please welcome Kat Tremarco. Yay! Thank you so much for being here today. We have so much to ask you. (laughs) Uh, But let's just start with the basic. How does one become a sex coach? I can share how I became a sex coach. I don't know if it's the journey for everyone. For me, it was a journey of wanting to know my sex and specifically coming up against problems problems and challenges time and time again in my relationships. I couldn't orgasm with men, not just not during intercourse, which a lot of women struggle with, but at all. I couldn't orgasm in the presence of another human being. Um, where I could orgasm, self-pleasuring and masturbating in like a minute or two. And it created conflict in my relationships. It was a, it was a sore spot for me. It was a sore spot of conversation. It, um, my partners were internalizing it as an inadequacy on their end. And I got to a point where I was like, fuck this. Like I'm, figuring this out. I'm learning my body. Why did nobody teach me this stuff? Why did no one teach me how to know my own pleasure, to know my own orgasm, to know, um, to really know what I need and what I desire and to be able to teach somebody how to come into that space. And so I, I dove in head first as I do with just books programs, workshops, anything I could get my hands on to understand myself. Um, I started studying Tantra. I flew to Thailand and studied at a school there to learn Tantric sexuality. And from there, I came across the Erotic Blueprints, um, which is created by a woman named Jaya. And essentially, each of us has a unique erotic wiring and how our body and our psychology receive sexual pleasure. And that was like a huge piece in the puzzle to me where I was like, holy shit, this is the piece. This is the the piece that just has me understanding myself and has me understanding my partners. Um, and th- so I was like, I need to become a coach in this. Like I, I want to teach other women. I want to help other women um, understand their sex and understand their pussies and understand sexual energy and just dismantle shame around it, dismantle guilt, dismantle all the cultural conditionings um, and really take, take ownership. Wow. So you in a really, nutshell. Yeah. 
shrinking it down. <laughs> I haven't had sex for over a year and a half. Yeah. And all, all of my girlfriends are like, you know what? Why don't you have sex? You know, why aren't you having sex? Mm-hmm. And for me, unless my heart is open, unless mm-hmm. I'm connected with somebody, I cannot orgasm. Mm-hmm. So there's absolutely no point of of me having sex with somebody because I, I won't enjoy it. Yeah. Now, it's not that I don't want to have sex. It's not that I don't love to have sex. I want to yeah. have sex right now so bad. My heart is so open just looking at you right now. And I know the viewers can't see, but just feeling what you're sharing and the permission that you're giving so many women. And I experienced the same. I went over, I think it was just over a year and a half with no intercourse. And it was the most expand, not the most, it was, it was a different layer, but it was one, I, I learned so much about myself sexually in that year and a half, so much expansion, so much exploration. And I think it's so important to demystify that being sexually liberated, that being embodied in our sexual energy means that we're out fucking all the time or we're having intercourse. It can be that and there's nothing wrong with that either. But like my whole, uh, my whole modality is self-approved sex. Like it doesn't, that's a beautiful part of the journey and we get to as women ebb and flow through all these different layers and all these different experiences so there's nothing wrong there's like there's nothing wrong with that yeah no nothing wrong i'm hearing either way no thank you yeah. that was such a confirmation not just for me but mm-hmm. hopefully my, everybody here around me that's like that, that it's okay. That yeah. it really is okay. And I'm looking forward to the day that I do meet the one that my heart is just like pounding for. Yeah. So that I can experience that orgasm in a way that, what did you say? Opens, calls, opens God. Like call. Getting fucked fuck, open fuck to God. To open to God. Yeah. Yeah. open to God. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, our sexuality is... We have our sexuality. It's it's like we have a relationship with our own sexuality with ourselves and with other people. It's not it's kind of like self-love, right? It's not that we love ourselves or we love someone else. It's like we have a, a love relationship with ourselves and we can have that with someone else and we can have them individually, we can have them together and it's just like it's ebbing and flowing and and feeling out what feels best for you in in any moment. And I I'm so glad that this got brought up because I think it is such a good thing to demystify and I know that even myself being a sex coach people have have like weird projections and things that they think I'm out doing all the time. And I mean, given my sex life probably is quite adventurous compared to some people, but it's not about that. It's about learning self and loving self and exploring self. Um, and there's so many different pathways to that. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. <laughs> I, I wanted to share something with you that I experienced this last week. Um, I was having sex with my male sexual partner and um, I realized partway through that I, all the sounds I was making, they were pain sounds, mm. you know, just like, ah, 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 ah. I was like, whoa, this is the sounds that people make kind of like when they're getting stabbed or something. Mm. This is not actually, and I, and I thought, okay, what if I shifted this to pleasure sounds? Mm. You know, what could possibly 
happen for me or for him, you know? So I just tuned in to like, mmm, mmm, oh, yeah, mmm, that's good. Um, and it really did shift my whole experience, the kind of amped up tense cortisol, you know, that uh-huh. stress thing that goes along with pleasure. Like I had them married to each other mm-hmm. in sex. And so I'm just curious in your experience as a coach, how do you help people find out who their authentic selves really are and how to express their authentic selves? That's where I mostly use the blueprints because it's a framework of understanding how specifically your body is turned on and it includes, so I use the blueprints and then I also use a framework that I'll give briefly just to give the listeners an understanding is usually when we think of sex, and I love that you're bringing up sounds because that's a piece that a lot of people don't talk about. Usually when we think of sex, we think of physicality. We think of our genitals. We think of touch and that's a piece of it. But the four pillars that I work with, with my clients and in really understanding their sexuality is physical, where we talk about the erotic blueprints and how we're wired. But then there's the emotional, the mental aspect and the spiritual and energy aspect. So I look at sex as a holistic, all-encompassing modality. And when you're talking about sounds, I see that as energy and intention because it is, it's like, oh wow, if I'm having this sound, what is the underlying energy underneath of that sound or the underlying intention, even if I'm not consciously aware of it? It sounds like you had that awareness and then shifted the sound, which shifts the energy, with which shifts the experience. Um, so I like to play in all four pillars because we can't have one without the other or we can't access maximum pleasure if we're only looking at physicality and we're only looking at techniques in stroking or penetration we have to look at we have to look at these other layers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just seems to me that our voices are and Lindsay you can probably speak to this as a singer that our voices kind of always reveal whether we're being authentic or not. And I just realized I was doing a programming of what I thought sex was supposed to sound like what yeah. hot sex sounded like. Mm-hmm. Like it was part of my job instead of tuning into how do I actually feel right now. Well, it's mm-hmm. really interesting because we were having a, we were having a conversation before we started recording today. We we're joking around about like what's an appropriate way to compliment someone's sex organs <laughs> like it was whatever but but we one of the things that we talked about was really like your and I love what you kind of touched on is like your intention behind it mm-hmm. right cuz when you were saying like oh they were pain, pain sounds for me when i hear oh, oh yeah that doesn't for me that doesn't represent pain but I, and so it's it's interesting how like different sounds can trigger something different for people and so i really like what you were saying about how it's the intention behind it and may and maybe yeah, like for you, it's more of an uh, sound. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd kind of have to have been there. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> is it an invitation? <laughs> or, yeah. Are you invited? That's the me. next big breakthrough in our sex lives. Is we're going to start inviting the cast to just watch us, observe, just see uh-huh. what do you have to say about the next step of clip talk. We all watch each other have sex. <laughs> a question I always get as a sex coach too, by the way, that's the first question: is oh, so do you watch people and then? 
make adjustments. So, you know, it's not it's not quite quite like that. <laughs> well, um, well yeah, tell us not tell yet. Us more not about yet. that. Do you ever work with people? actually sexually because that's what I think of also mm, previous yeah. to our conversation I think of a sex coach as someone totally. who actually works with the human being in a sexual way. I think way. that's a really good thing to clarify too because it is something that's that's not talked about as um, openly for most people. There's different types of sex coaches. I do, I'm mostly educational so I give my clients homework, assignments, games that they're playing themselves, but I'm not involved in it. And then I'm doing the coaching and the teaching after, beforehand and afterwards. There are what is called sexological body workers, which is more mm. hands-on. So like myself, I, I have people that I work with on my own body that are sexological body workers where they're doing erotic massage internally, externally on my pussy. There's lingam massages, which would be um, giving an erotic massage to a man. So that is a, uh, an area of sex coaching or sex education that's more on the body, more hands-on, more somatic. Yeah, what I'm going to need numbers of some of those people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can, I can hook you up. Um, and then we have what I do is more like all my code. I'll do in-person workshops and I'll do live demos. Like I'll be demonstrating on a body and the audience is watching, but it's mostly over-the-phone education, um, talking about it, and then them sharing their experiences. I do go into couples' houses sometimes, and I'll um, teach them how to touch each other. Um, so it's more like I'm kind of like a neutral observer, so to speak. And, well, okay, let's touch her like this or do this or do that. Um, but it's not me with my hands on. So it's just different styles. Different people prefer different different styles. Um yeah, so that's just the route I'm going right now at this point in my career. Part of your process, was it figuring out why you couldn't orgasm in front of other people? Like, was there an incident in your life or a particular, you know, uh, kind of teaching that you were following that made you think this way? Or wh what mm -hmm. was it that you found out? And I have a follow-up, though. Yeah. I want to know something funny about your sex coaching and what your most awkward moment was with a, with a client, too. So don't forget that question. Okay, but I really want to know okay. why you bro what you found out about your breakthrough. I'm putting the second question into my subconscious to pull something <laughs> forward, <laughs> and I'm sure it will. Um, the first question of what, yeah, I mean, it was so multifaceted, and that's where I bring in the layers of physical, emotional, mental, and energetic slash spiritual is because... I had, I was more operating from a space of what I thought sex should look like as opposed to actually being tuned into my own pleasure and my own body and my own turn on. So that was a piece of it. And then there was a big piece of like, am I able to be seen in my pleasure? Am I able to be witnessed in my authentic sexual expression and to have somebody, it's a vulnerable space and orgasm is, is letting go. It's letting go of control. It's complete surrender and feeling safe enough in that space to fully let go, to fully surrender. So for me, it was, it was multiple layers. But what I actually say is that it wasn't even about the orgasm because like in an overall, I'm a spiritual coach as well. And overall looking at like the divine perfection and synchronicity 
that my life path unfolded as eventually I was able to orgasm with partners and I was like, Meh, yeah, that's cool. But the journey of getting there, I I learned to explore depths and layers of sex and pleasure that I don't know that I ever would have even had the inspiration to explore if it weren't for not orgasming. Does that answer it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I I guess I was just curious, like, if there was, like, a little bit of trauma in the past or why you were never able to surrender, as you say, with mm-hmm. a partner prior to your process. Like, other mm-hmm. women, other listeners maybe are saying, you know, wow, I can't orgasm, too, but that's because I got raped or because mm-hmm. of something. and. Is your is your you know your blueprint erotic blueprint? Does it help through that process too to overcome some shame or something you're holding on to? Yeah, this is a good question, and my answer might be semi controversial. So I'll give that. We like that here. For it. <laughs> um, I don't subscribe to trauma and I don't subscribe to too much of looking in the past. And it's not that we don't have traumatic experiences, but it's how we frame it. It's our perspective. So if we're framing it from this place of what's the thing that got damaged in me that needs healing, we're focused on the thing that what is damaged in me, what is damaged in me and where our energy goes, just as we were talking about intention a few minutes ago, it's like where I focus my energy is what I create. So I never went there. I never went down that path of like, where did this come from? What kind of, did something happen in child? I think I did actually for like a brief second. I like called my mom. I was like, was I ever, did I ever have any sexual like abuse or anything like when I was really young that I don't know about? Um, and she was like, there was a couple like questionable scenarios when you were left with different babysitters, but we never really knew. And that was the extent of it. I was like, because it instantly, even as I'm saying that story in my body, I feel a contraction. So to me, that's my body saying like, ugh, like no, ugh. Um, And that's where I would say that the modality of work I do differs from therapy or even healing because I am so focused on where we're going and what we're creating, not in digging up the past and, and, and like playing around in the, in that mud, so to speak. And it's not that those things don't come up. I want to make that clear. If it's like when we do this work, deep emotions get, get released for sure. But it's all in how I frame it of like, we're going, we're going towards what we're going towards. We're not digging up the past. Cause it's just, cause energetically, like as energetic beings, there only is right now. So where are we operating? What are, what frequency are we vibrating on? If we're vibrating on a frequency of the past, we're creating that. But if we're choosing our, our vibration in the moment, then that's what we're creating in our future. So that's kind of the modality that I subscribe to. And I realize that it's very different from a lot of therapy um, modalities. And so I'm not, I just want to be clear that I'm not knocking that or bashing that in any way. Everybody finds what works for them. But that was never a prominent question in me of like, what got fucked up in me that needs fixing? And that's where um, personal development and stuff, sometimes we got to be tricky with it because it can go into that energy when in truth, I feel it's the intention of it is to grow and expand and free ourselves, not get stuck in fixing ourselves. 
Well, that makes me really wonder what are some of the things that people come to you for, you know, because they might be in a mode of this is wrong. Can I, you know, is there a way I can fix this? And I'm here to maybe fix this with you. So could you just share with our listeners the variety of reasons people come to yeah, you? Yeah. If people are coming to me as as couples, it's because something's gone astray in the communication, mismatched desires of like, I have this desire and my partner just can't meet me there um, or I don't know how to communicate this to my partner or a lot of women. It's like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know how to communicate it to my partner because I don't fucking know myself. And so it's an exploration of like, what is your desire? And this beautiful thing, and I'm sure like all of you could probably attest to this, is when we tap into our sexual desire, our fucking life changes because you cannot tap into your sexual desire and not tap into your desire in every other area of life. So it... um that's I would say the the biggest piece that that women that couples come to is like a a discrepancy in not understanding each other and then for women it's like I don't know my own sexuality. I don't know how to communicate that to a partner. I don't know how to be with a partner. Mhm. Which is perceived sometimes they're coming as like, I have this problem Mm -hmm. and it needs fixing. So that Mm -hmm. is the start. Mm -hmm. But then we expand it into who are you becoming from this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does that go with the erotic blueprinting of that's where you start? It's like a conversation with your clients and then you figure out physically how that's manifesting to get them to a point of freedom? Totally. So I... The one of the first things we do is map out their blueprint. So how are you wired for sexuality? What are your specific turn-ons? What are your specific challenges? What are the specific characteristics of like your sexual personality, so to speak? And then with that framework, we start building. And in that framework, we start exploring those other pillars of emotional and beliefs. Um, and beliefs is a huge piece of it, right? Because if we have a desire that we want sexually, but we have a belief that opposes it, we can't fulfill our desire without internalizing guilt and shame. Um, and so that's a that's a big piece of it too, is like dismantling the conditioning or the mental constructs that say it's wrong for me to do this. It's mm-hmm. wrong for me to explore this. And in that ensues the freedom. So I'm super curious. I want to bring it back to yeah. when you mentioned, I think you called it, was it a yoni massage or a pussy massage? Yeah. Okay. And what did you call those types of people that do that? <laughs> Sexological body work. Okay. So I'm just super curious. Mm-hmm. So such sexological body work and a yoni massage, is this like you go to like the yoni massage parlor and like you get a yoni massage or do they like come to your house? I'm sorry. I've just been like burning. I'm really, I'm really curious about this. That's on Sunset in Hollywood. You know that You know that yoni massage parlor over on Sunset. It's a really good one. They do full body shampoos too. I'm just, because I've been really wanting to explore this and I'm just uh-huh. like, do they have places like this or do they come to your house? I'm just really curious. I don't know. I know Sugar that's will do it for you. <laughs> you don't need to go would. anywhere. <laughs> I want a professional. <laughs> I've always had someone come to me. Okay. Um, come into my space, come into my home. And that's a good question. I don't think there is. I don't, there may be people that have like 
like brick and mortar <laughs> shop set up, but I don't think I, it's sad to say, but it's still kind of underground. Yeah, because yeah, totally. We have so much fucking shame culturally still about pussies yeah. and sex that it's like. So someone that does this, are they considered us? Mm. Is this is are they considered like a sex worker? Right? No. I don't know. And this is I don't where, know. I'm really is, just curious. No, no. No. Um most of them I see I don't know all the legalities behind it, mm. which is actually part of the reason why I don't care to get involved with it because legally right. there's it you have to be so careful because mm. it can be misconstrued. Um in like the state of California, I think if you have a massage license. Uh, so actually I don't even want to get into it because I don't know the <laughs> legit like the yeah, the yeah, licensing yeah. behind it. Um but it is a it is a a careful territory be- because of that. Um but well, there are yeah. actual facilita- facilities that um, I think it was it's Joseph Kramer that that runs the sexological body work school, and you you actually go there and become trained and facilitated in how to how to administer erotic erotic massage. Yeah, yeah I'm just really curious. I've just heard it's really a healing. Like mm-hmm. I've read about it in blogs, but it's been really hard for me to kind of find I, I didn't even know where to like start looking oh my gosh oh, like just hit me up after yeah. it's everywhere once you're, got yeah. you, I've got you yeah I have a friend who's a nurse who um, does and hello we're in LA like yeah. of all places I want to get a pussy everywhere, massage okay yeah. I'll admit it you I get that too it's and, everywhere here yeah. don't be afraid of me I won't ask you for a yoni massage yeah no that's okay <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't that like like I said, my work like we're talking a lot about sexological body work, and I wish I had more to say on it, but it's not my area of expertise, so yeah. I almost don't want to go into it in any more depth. I can refer people out that do that, but it's not the it's not the world that I personally coach and teach and train in. Yeah, so I can vir- only speak virtual. so much yeah, to yeah. what I've received in it. Yeah, something just came to me. Yeah, when we first started our book club. And we, I got on one of the first calls. Uh, we did a kind of a pussy meditation. And what does your pussy want? And I remember saying something like, I want, my pussy said it wants to be able to come with anybody, anytime. Mm. So it sounds like your erotic blueprint. Once you really like get it down, see it, and you actually practice it, it your head is not in the way anymore. Mm-hmm. And it could be almost a stranger Mm-hmm. But you understand yourself, so you can really have this pleasure mm-hmm. with no limitations, mm-hmm. right? Because for me, I think a lot of women, too, you have to be kind of connected in some ways with the person you're about to be naked with. And for me, it's very hard to come if I'm not really close to you or I, I don't trust mm-hmm. you. It's, it's interesting you say that because that's one of the blueprints. That is a quality within one of the blueprints, but not everybody has that. Some people don't need an emotional connection. They don't need a heart connection. Um, and some women do and some men do. So it's it's interesting that even with that, we kind of have a tendency to assume that other people play in sexuality the way we play in sexuality. Um, so that's actually, yeah, need, desiring or, or needing that heart connection and an emotional connection is very characteristic of just one of the wirings. Yeah. 
So what, what's the, what's dating like for you? Oh my god, I'm so I curious. My pussy just pulls through your ass. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's how I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dating is interesting. So initially, when I started sex coaching and I, and I started dating, I had a fear that I would intimidate people, or I had a fear that. Of, of bringing things up. And now it's so much fun because I feel like, and I actually coach a lot of my like single female clients on this of like how to have the sex conversation early on. Cause why is it that we, that there's this idea that that's wrong or that's bad or we can't do that? It's like if you, the intention is, are we going to be physical at some point? Why not start having that conversation right from date one? Like I don't see anything wrong with that. So I'm pretty blunt. I'm pretty forward. Word, I'm pretty open when I'm dating, like when I meet someone and, and we're going on a date. And it's like if they can't have the sex conversation early on, it's usually an indicator to me that it's probably not someone that I want to be aligned with because I'm like, this is a big part of my life. I want to be talking about sex all the time. So if you, we might as well find out on date one if that's not going to align. Um but I have a really cool story of someone I recently met, and it's okay. I, I, this is a thing, actually. I always have to ask for permission of what stories can I share. Because it's like if we're having a sexual interaction, uh, whether we're dating in a relationship or it's just a one-time interaction, it's like I, I, I always ask, like, can I can I write about this? Can I talk about this on Facebook Lives? I won't <laughs> say your name. And I always, I, always, I always let them know. It'll be more about from my experience and my learning and for the purpose of teaching than it is from a place of, um, of like, the specifics of what happened. Um, it's like the HIPAA of a sex coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so recently I met someone that it, w- it was actually just very aligned and I went into a cafe and he knew my friend that I was there with and I went to get coffee. By the time I came back, my friend's like, well, Kat's a sex coach. You should talk to her. And before you know, it's like he's writing a book on sex and we're just like, we like room in this vortex of conversation about sex. So I don't, yeah, nowadays it, it kind of happens like really naturally and I just meet people who are already on like a somewhat enlightened sexual path. But it's funny the sharing on social media when I'm like, oh, he fucked me open to God. And I'm like, shit, this guy, the, he's going to know it's about him because I was with him two nights ago. And <laughs> so that piece is interesting, the, like publicly sharing my experiences and them reading it and them knowing it's about them. But I think I think that those men, they like it. I really do. We know what you're talking about. I yeah. Do. Yeah. We do it here too. I just right, wanted right, to declare exactly. right now that I want to be fucked open to God yeah. at some point. Yeah, I want to be the fucked sooner, open to God. Uh-huh. The sooner the better. That's good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So good. So for all you listeners out there, we have a very exciting gift today, which is uh, you are going to be led in a special exercise mm. by our illustrious sex coach, Kat Tremarco. Yeah. Are we there? Are we doing it? Yeah, take wow, it away. That went so fast. So <laughs> this is an exercise in activating and connecting with your sexual energy. So just like we were talking about the four pillars earlier, it's like our sex isn't just our physical bodies. That's a piece of it. It really is a lot about the energy and the intention 
underlying our sexuality. So if you're wanting to awaken your libido more, or if you're just wanting to be more connected to your sexual energy on a day-to-day basis, um, this exercise is going to help. And I'll just like a little side note before, before I teach this to you is that as women, we learn at a very young age, most of us, to turn off our sexuality, our sexual energy in order to feel safe. So to start noticing where throughout your day are you disconnected from your pussy, are you disconnected from your sexual energy, and just where this exercise is is awakening that to have you more connected to your pussy and your sexual energy Um all throughout the day and in different areas of your life. And so what I want you to do right now is, and I lead a lot of my clients to this, is you can just cup your pussy. So just put one hand cupping, almost where the tips of your fingers are right at the entrance. And what I like to do is put one hand on my pussy and one hand on my heart and really connect all parts of my being And just intending that my pussy is not separate from me. She is me. She is the center through which we birth not just children into the world, but all creative ideas. Is the center of life force energy. Your sexual energy is your life force energy. And I'd like you now to just start pulsing your pussy. Just start pulsing the muscles in your pussy. So this is activating her on a physical level. And while you're doing that, while you're doing that physical activation, you can also feel with your fingertips cupping externally. So you're getting physical touch on multiple layers, internally and externally. And we're going to combine that with the intention and with the energy. And this is more of an internal practice. If you've never done anything like this, don't worry. If it feels foreign, that's okay. You're just going to place your attention on your pussy from the inside out. And you just do that through putting your awareness in that area of your body and continuing with the pulsing helps physically draw your attention there. And start to intend to awaken your arousal, to awaken your sexual energy, to awaken your turn on. And just notice what shifts. Maybe you'll notice yourself getting a little bit more wet. Maybe you'll notice a deeper pulsing in your clit. Maybe you'll just notice a heat or a tingling. Just notice for any sort of sensation change. And now what I want you to do is to remove your hand and stop pulsing. So taking away the physical sensation and now just having your intention and your awareness on your pussy from the inside out. For me, I can like actually feel energy that starts to move in my body. Just with the intention of activating your turn on, activating your pleasure. And now I like to use this practice minus the touch. So just the piece we're doing right now of placing awareness and intention and focus on your pussy and even the internal pulsing. I like to do it in public 
when I'm at the gym or the grocery store and notice how people around me respond differently when I'm connected to my own pussy, when I'm connected to my own sexual energy. And a lot of the time, like I talked about at the beginning, where we disconnect from this is we we learn to disconnect from our sexual energy to feel safe. So I want you to practice and start playing with connecting and activating in this way when you're in situations around other people and start to retrain your body and let let your pussy know that it is safe to be a sexual being. It is safe to be awakened and active in your sexual energy, even in the presence of others. And tying that back into my personal story of orgasm, this is a big piece of it. It's how safe do I feel in my turn on? How safe do I feel in my pleasure? How safe do I feel being a fully expressed sexual woman? Juicy and vibrant and vital. That's the exercise. So before you came here, I literally imagined a sex coach as like someone in a referee outfit, like a cartoon version in a referee outfit, <laughs> like and a man massaging a clit and then ejaculating across the room and you being like, yeah, and that was like the coach. So it's nice to actually get a reel on the ground. Um <laughs> idea of like what it is to work with you and the difference that it can really make on a spiritual, mental, and physical level. So thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Thank you. And and Kat, if people want to find you and your programs, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, I'm on all the social medias, specifically Facebook and Instagram, which is Kat Trimarco, K-A-T space T-R-I-M-A-R-C-O. Uh, Facebook's just Kat Tremarco. Instagram is Kat underscore Tremarco. And then my website is com. And I do work with, I work with a lot of women. I work with, um, with couples and I'm working with more men as of recently too. And I do different programs with bringing in other males, um, to coach on the feminine and masculine aspects. And so there's lots available. You do like a business empowerment too, kind of Mm -hmm. teaching, right? Yeah. That looked really interesting too to me. Yeah. So I believe in in bringing our sex our sexuality into business and into all areas of life. So, yeah, I do have a yeah, I have multifaceted things that I offer to all the humans. Upside down. Yeah, you turn my pussy inside out. And round and round, maybe with some sex coaching, my pussy will be turned out good. I'll be fucked all the way. I'll be open to God. Damn. I used to sing that when I was like, thank you for basking in the erotic limelight of Clit Talk. If you could treat yourself to some sex coaching, what would you want to be coached in? What would you want your partner to get coached in? Hit us up on Instagram at Clit Talk Show. Also, if you love Clit Talk, please subscribe and share the shit out of the show with all your friends. We love the fuck out of you, Clitorogny, and we will see you next Tuesday. Pussy. 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 Upside down, yeah, you turn my pussy inside out, and round and round, maybe with some sex coaching, my pussy will be turned out good, I'll be fucked all the way, I'll be open to God. (laughs) (laughs) Damn!
Yeah, the, the AB. I used to sing that when I was a kid all the time. I love that song. I love that song. Too. A different version, yeah. though. Totally different.